the recovery revolution will be podcast on the since right now addiction recovery network welcome to the since right now addiction recovery podcast the podcast of clean and sober k-l-e-n and s-o-b-r and sincerightnow.com with your hosts in recovery jeff Matt and Chris. So hey, it's uh, and then the, the, the weird way I cut it so that there's like this uptick in the applause again, which it was when I used to do it a different way where I introduced the person being on. So I'll recut it someday with uh, new deets and stuff. Uh, so yeah, Jeff's not here tonight. He's in Mario London Town. Mario London Town. And Matt, did, Matt and I did discuss doing this whole episode in a British accent. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> I, I was gonna do more of a cockney thing, and right. Chris was kind of gonna be posh. And uh, I, I have no, I have no accent. Yeah, I yeah. No. And I lived with a British dude for uh, decades. Oh well, no, at least one decade. Yeah. How, My stepdad's English. How long did Jeff live over there? Two years. Two years. Because yeah. in two years, he, I think he appropriated some of the language and he brought it back with him and it's still part of him. I've never been called mate so much since I, I got married. And then <laughs> I start doing it and yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, Jeff likes London and we, we miss Jeff and he's in London. We do. Uh, doing some work and uh, yeah, so it's Matt and I. So bro in it. And then there were two. And there were two. And that's why oh well, we've already lost one of our two oh, two left. That was the, I was the gonna diehard Jeff fan. Uh, sorry, Jeff will be back next uh next week, I think. Um yeah. coming through your cans. Yeah. Coming through your cans. Yeah, there's a slight delay. But yeah. I, I like it. It makes okay. me sound important. Um a little echo. Yeah, so that's why I was going to call our two live listeners the two live crew, but now there's one. So uh, one is the loneliest number, but yeah. thanks for listening. And one of these days we will get more live listeners every so often. It's about a handful of you. So, and also our one listener, please don't feel um, lonely. We're here with you. That's right. And in a minute, you're going to be the one that gets a chance to call in. Or maybe in a minute, in a little bit. We're, Matt and I are going to chat for a bit. And I, I want to get a couple of things up, up front, off the top, the little... Plugs and deets and stuff because I tend to forget and I want to make sure I do a couple things. One, I want to thank Tammy Salas who sent me a really sweet original card with original art and it's just very sweet of her and uh, I love it and I'm going to frame it. So Can thank you very it? much, Tammy. It looks, from here, it looks uh, uh, very we, original. It's well, yeah, I'm pop I it open I uh, and uh, so I put it back in the envelope to protect it. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention that we have two great new posts and insights up one by Megan and one by, um, Gina and I'm going to get the test. Let's see. Uh, uh, Sisyphus is all of us pushing sobriety up a hill. And is there really such a thing as high functioning alcoholic oh. are the two posts and they're great posts. And I hope you check them out at the recovery revolution dot online slash backslash insights. Um, the other is, and this is the, hu- the huge news, the huge news, huge. I shouldn't try to do impressions of anybody. 
No, who was that? I don't exactly. Well, <laughs> I mean, I know, but <laughs> right. it's a rhetorical question. Um, let's pretend it was uh, Donald Trump. Oh, okay. um, which is stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't a comedy show. So the huge news is. <laughs> Clean and Sober Interventions, Clean and Sober Interventions, Clean and Sober Interventions has published our first book, which is the Addiction Fiction Collection, formerly known as Top Shelf, is now the book known as I've Never Done This Before by Claire Rudy Foster. Many of you are familiar with Claire uh, via social meds. The story with uh, some of the stories in I've Never Done This Before um, when they did exist on the site uh, as Top Shelf. They're now collected in the book, um, with an, an all-new story, short story, Fidelity. Um, and uh, right now it's available for digital pre-order at uh, the Recovery Revolution backslash fiction-toc. It's on Amazon and iBooks. And the hardcover will be available very shortly. Uh, I'm going to draw a blank on the dates, but check out that page and uh, it'll be updated there. Um, and, uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, Dan, Daniel Maurer, author of sobriety, a graphic novel says, buy the book. You won't regret it. Exclamation mark. Boom. Boom. Um, so and anyone who's read Claire's stuff on the site knows she is a force of nature. She is. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is very legit. An unnatural force of nature. Yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Right. right. Like it wouldn't be hurricane Claire. That doesn't do it nice. justice. Not at all. It wouldn't. Okay. So please check that out. And the other is I always want to make sure uh, to thank Now Live because for so long, I, I think I slighted uh, the contribution he is to the show, djfm.com for our intro and our outro. Mm. Um, the show wouldn't be the show without them, quite frankly. they've He's graciously um, let us have them, uh, it seems, in perpetuity. And uh, I, I always want to make sure I thank him. So I just want to do that so I didn't forget. Yeah. Go to the recoveryrevolution.online. Please, if you like anything there, please share it. Um, and if you like the pod, please um, tell a friend. And a lot of it, quite frankly, you don't have to be sober. You don't have to be in recovery. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, you can care about someone or be interested in someone that's either of those things or neither of those things. Um, so you don't anyway, have to care about anyone. You could be completely carefree. So plugs are done. I'll even I'll put a time code in there if you just want to fast forward past all the plugs. But um, I hope <laughs> you don't. Uh, so Matt, Chris, how are tonight. we tonight? How are we? Tonight? You know, I, we were joking, and we can talk when, where, and how we were joking about it. But um, that when it's just Matt and I, they tend to be the depressisodes. Yeah, last time it was the two of us. Yeah, it was like uh, it was the loneliest, saddest little episode. But Actually, um, I was happy with it, and I know a lot of people who listened said that it was uh, kind of a standout in their mind because we we talked, as we always do, about recovery, but I think it was couched in this larger um, issue of depression. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it was, exactly. And that's, um, you know, the co-occurring disorder of depression, anxiety, a lot of people, you know, I don't know enough about PTSD and, and mm. things of that, OCD, those things of that nature. But, um, you know, all of us on this side of the the alcohol and substance use disorder spectrum tend to have those co-occurring disorders. 
one or more. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seems certainly like. seems more prevalent yeah. among our kind. But yeah. um, and you know, I've I've always wondered if it's a, a chicken and an egg type scenario. Right. Is that a pre-existing condition that's right. you know exacerbated by substance abuse, or is it in some way, shape, or form a result? Um, Self-medication yeah. of the thing. Yeah, and I think there's probably it's probably all those things. Yeah, right? depending on who who and how, right? Because um, who was I? I was talking to somebody that said I'm not, yeah, that that was not a depressed alcoholic. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're just an alcoholic. It's like, um, which is kind of an interesting concept to me. Um, yeah, and I know I know a few people that are you yeah. know not don't have a predilection yeah. toward uh, huh. depression who are sober and who've been alcoholics. And and yeah. on the other side, I know some very depressed, yeah. uh, anxious people that don't have substance abuse right. problems. So. Yeah, and I guess Jeff isn't really a, a depressive guy per se. He's more of a angry guy, and he'd yeah. say he's said that himself. So yeah, he would. Talking we're not, him out of t- we're not talking shit because he's uh, out of the country. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he. Uh, everybody gets depressed, yeah. but um, everybody gets sad. Yes, and yes. right, but does everybody get depressed? Huh? And what is? And I guess that comes back to semantics of. Right. You know what the word depression means is a, a prolonged state clinical because I I don't connote the word depression with sadness as applies to no me. no no me either sadness is a byproduct right. oftentimes of something right. that's happened it's a reaction right not just a irrational yeah lack of um, just lack um, just lack um, just lack. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that I, I think and we were joking about that. And I think Matt and I kind of agree that tonight we're, neither of us are particularly <laughs> depressed. Yeah, spoiler or, alert. Or anxious. I'm um not depressed. And uh so if you're if you're dialing in to uh hear us uh tell tales of woe, I don't know if that's tonight necessarily. Um I mean, you know, it, we've got a good fifty minutes left to right get depressed well and i think that well, yeah exactly <laughs> if this good starts tank no uh, in, no uh, in, interestingly enough i saw both my therapist and my psychiatrist today mm-hmm. um who you know i was <laughs> very uh happy to, to report to both of them that the, the combination of what they've done for me has um you know, in addition to what I've done for myself has resulted in me being in a really good place all of a sudden after. And if you've been listening, you know, I wasn't you know, just a few short weeks ago. I was in a big depression and, mm-hmm. you know, talking through it in conjunction with medications, I'm feeling much, much, much better. Um, so, uh, and you can see it. I mean, <laughs> I think you, um, I usually see you once a week, sometimes right. more. Yeah. Um, but you just seem comfortable. It's not like, hey, Chris is happy all the right. time. Or it's just a comfort, a resting comfort. Um, and, you know, it's one thing I've always said is, and I experienced it very early in my sobriety, and the best sensation, as far as I'm concerned, isn't necessarily happiness, it's contentment. It's yeah. when you're okay with how things are. Mm-hmm. Almost, yeah, regardless of, of how they are, in a sense. It's like you can you can deal. And... I would take that over happiness or joy really almost any day is just being okay. You know, it's like, yeah. um, and that's absolutely how I feel. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. 
I'm okay, <laughs> which is great. It, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty okay too. You yeah. know, I the anxiety's been higher of late yeah. than normal, but the depression is. Um, it's it's certainly not a daily struggle by any stretch. I mean, life life is good, right? And that has nothing to do with depression, as we've talked mm. about many times. You know, that's one of the most confounding things about depression mm. is, despite all proof that your life is going well, you still feel, um, mm. you still feel bad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the rub, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think we're doing meh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a, I'm gonna. Get, I, it's. I'm a strong. Uh, I'm a. I'm a strong B. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm an A minus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the minus is just. I here and here's the thing. I may have said, talked You're about this. You're going to college. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna take my. PSATs or something. Um, I may have talked about this on the past episode or two or something, but feeling better initially when it happened because it's just sort of like as I noticed it I felt um, self-conscious about feeling better and you know I think I've mentioned this before it's like when I feel normal I feel like I'm manic and Mm -hmm. as that's normalized I'm like okay I'm not manic I'm just this is normal this is a new normal and it's okay but, you know, I'd have to ask my wife, I'm like, do I seem manic or crazed right now? She goes, <laughs> no, you seem happy. And I'm like, excellent. Very good there. Um, carry on. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, uh, mm, that's, that's, that's the mental. The mental uh, weather. Mental minute. Report. Um, and yeah. so, go ahead. No, no, I was yeah. just going to say, it's, uh, it takes a lot of energy to manage, yeah. to function on a day-to-day right. basis when you're, depressed and when you don't have to deal with that um having you know i'm sure it's i know for me it's a little bit jarring sometimes wait a second what's missing yeah it's like yeah it's it it is a strange sensation it was and now now i'm trying to manage my anxiety that and i hate even saying it like when's the other shoe gonna drop it's like when's this gonna go away i'm like but I'm even okay with, you know, that, that every, I don't, because ex- I don't expect to be, like I said, you know, ecstatic or joyous every moment. I just want to be okay. Yeah. You know, that's really it. Um, I just want to be, I want to be able to be still yeah. and to be comfortable. And and something like that, like, and we talked about this, Matt and I went to a, a we shindig over the weekend um, at a co-worker of Matt's and my wife's. Um, their parents have a place out in the country and we, a bunch of people went out there, a bunch of people, some people we knew, some people we didn't know mm-hmm. the kind of thing that, um, you know, I, I was telling my therapist that it's the kind of thing that when I f- would find out about it, I would begin my campaign mm-hmm. to, if not, not go, but even in just a pathetic campaign that, you know, my, my wife's a, saint i guess for putting up with it or whoever has to hear me but i have a campaign of just complaining about it like yeah. subtle needling complaining and i know that i recognize it like uh, it's, uh really uh, it's gonna suck or this or that or mm-hmm. do we have to you know that kind of not literally that those things but that kind of idea on a semi-regular basis until the thing comes up um in hopes that i don't know like quite frankly that the person will go fine don't go or 
okay, if you're really going to be that uncomfortable, you know, I'll just go. And which is sad. And I get it. It's it's sad. It is kind of sad. Um, but you're just trying to protect yourself. And I'm trying to protect myself. But That's... there's this. Yeah, maybe sad's the wrong word. But yes, I'm trying to protect myself. And because the, you know, anybody that has that sort of, this sort of anxiety we're talking about knows that it basically stimulates a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And uh, I start my my subtle ground game early and, uh, (laughs) or not so subtle. And um, so anyway, but, but this time I realized I didn't do that. I'm like, sure. And I was like, and when I said it, I was like, whoa, how did I do that? Did you know, I just, I, and you meant it. Yeah. And I meant it. And, you know, even like going out there and driving out there, like that, normally I'd be getting worked up and wondering about, I'd start like planning how I was going to talk to people. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't doing that. I even, oh, so anyway, like, and my, my psychiatrist just a week before had prescribed me beta blockers, which I had no idea what they were until she talked about them. And they they help manage social anxiety because basically what they do is they slow your heart down a bit. They, mm-hmm. they calm it when it starts palpitating or, you know, overclocking basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, which then feeds a feedback cycle. If you start hyperventilating, you, all these things that are based in anxiety and then they start making, that starts making you just self-conscious. So whatever beta blockers take that at the, the beginning sort of symptom of, of physical anxiety and they, they help your heart to stay calm, I guess. And, uh, like, why has nobody told me about this before? They're (laughs) completely safe, non-addictive. Um, and so anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, and, and I tried one prior just in the comfort of my own home just to see what's up. And she had recommended that. And so, and, but she said, you take two typically. So I brought two and I was going to take them before. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't need them. So I'm not going to take them but I'm going to bring them with me. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot I had them because I was comfortable. Yeah. And it was just so, you know, for me, listener, <laughs> listeners, that is such a strange sensation to be comfortable um, in that situation that... Um, I think for both of us. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, for both. And I'm, not, I'm trying not to tell your story, but... Yeah. You no, know. but it, that yeah. I can absolutely relate. Yeah that it's almost it's almost unnerving right and that you're not hyper aware of every gesture Mm -hmm. and every word you say Mm -hmm. and um you haven't premeditated every interaction you're going to try to have and Mm -hmm. uh the desired result of your presence there you know um uh yeah i i do the same thing from the Mm -hmm. second i find out about it Mm -hmm. except that i'll be a little more subversive like i'll pretend i want to go but i'll start selling off of little be like oh you know it's a farm it's god the bugs are gonna be brutal but it'll be fun it'll be fun right and plant that seed and then just try to continue you know finding Mm. do you see the weather Mm -hmm. Ah, storm's coming to hurry it'll be great though i'm sure yeah we won't get killed (laughs) right and yeah and it is all yeah it's just Mm self-preservation and it's Genuinely what it is. I know I'm assuming many people that will listen to this will recognize this, but I think for people that don't get anxious, that don't suffer from an anxiety disorder, just will not, or maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe they have the empathy to see, see through it. I'm sure that many do that as well, but um, yeah, it's a very irrational, but very strong um, 
what is it? Uh, it uh, feels like instinct. It feels like an instinctual. Yeah, because it is. It's fight or flight. So I guess it is instinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think was, was I telling you when we were there? It's like it, it, my if my flight couldn't work. Like I remember when I very first um, was dating my wife, and we'd go to her parents, and I would get it there. I would just get it'd be so it would be so overwhelming, and I would a lot of times just sit sort of quietly mm-hmm. there while everything's going on. Her family can be really loud, and you know everybody's talking at once, kind of thing, which. Which gives me like a, you know, it's, it's not literally, but it almost feels like a, a you know, high pitch whine is just going and I can't focus on anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my wife would do something is just sort of trying to be calming and helpful. It's like, can I get you something to drink? And I'd be like, no, no, just leave me alone. Fine, you know, I'm it's fine. like, which is, you know, or I will fight you. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, um, yeah, just sort of this, it's, it's just an odd, odd thing. Um, but anyway, so that, that, worked out well <laughs> yeah and you could you were yeah. you seemed really comfortable yeah. I, it was we were both of us were kind of marveling at the fact that both of us were there because exactly. these are precisely the kind of things that i just generally don't do right i don't do this kind of stuff yeah. you know um and it's not at all that i'm a different person at work yeah. i'm the same person mm-hmm. but i'm so comfortable mm-hmm. in a professional context that i'm like i'm me out loud, mm-hmm. you know? And so oftentimes when I go from a work setting to a personal setting with the same mm-hmm. people, the expectations, I feel like I'm letting everybody right. down because exactly. I know it'd be like, Oh, Matt's really funny or right. you should meet Matt. And then Matt's actually kind of quiet, you know? And it's weird. Yeah, uh, it is weird. I don't know. I have a real issue with trying to fulfill others' expectations yeah, me too. or what I think they are, you know? And, and I think that's the thing is professionally, I think we're both, very confident in our ability mm-hmm. so it's easy to be bmoc for professionally right to mm-hmm. like be like that's right we bad we bad right <laughs> you know it's like and uh but socially feel less than in so many ways at least i do like yeah. i always feel like i'm just i'm not good at this and so i'm gonna suck and it's gonna be embarrassing and lame and i'm gonna make a fool of myself kind of stuff yeah so anyway Anxiety. So yeah. we didn't have a depressive soap, but we're having a great anxiety soap. Yeah, a little anxiety uh, fest. I, I was very anxious when we, we saw each other right. this weekend. Yeah. And I ended up having a great time. And we yeah. I had a good time. And uh, Chris and I spent a lot of time brown out. But, um, you know, it's funny. When I, it's one of the tenets of the program, kind of, of mm-hmm. 12-step recovery in groups, is mm-hmm. when you, you work with someone else and you direct tension and effort away from yourself towards mm-hmm. someone else it's easier to manage what you're feeling right. right so i was not anxious at all about this weekend yeah um because i was directing it all to my girlfriend right saying you know what you're gonna like these people i'm gonna make you comfortable whatever you need i'm here i'm right. here but then all that that facade about 30 minutes away <laughs> crumbled right. and i'm like fuck what the right. um but well I, you know and i'm glad you powered through because i mean you got to the other side yeah yeah Yeah. it took me a couple hours to like stop being just hyper conscious of everything and i i like known quantities and Mm -hmm. this was like uh, one of those situations where i don't really know who's going to be there right i've never been here there are so many so many variables that could 
But the fact of the matter is when you're comfortable yeah. and you're in a good place, it doesn't matter. You throw right. whatever shit at us. Yeah. And it's like, it's exactly. Fine, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And by, since and you raised the subject, I, I've got to say I hadn't really spent that much time with Matt's girlfriend, and she's awesome. Oh, thank you. Just ter- I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. Oh, that girlfriend, she's so awesome. She, uh, yeah. she, yeah, she could not stop talking about you. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys bonded over your yeah. uh, over some personality traits <laughs> right. and uh, more qu- <clears throat> more personality quirks. That's right. Um, yeah, but yeah, she was she was anxious going into it because you know these were my colleagues right. and uh and and you who she didn't really know but right. yeah on the way she said exactly the same yeah. thing she said wow i uh um she's familiar with you through this right. podcast right. and through what i say yeah. um so i guess um you're saying decent shit. i guess yeah i guess it all checks uh, out but it was it was nice and i i mean you know i work with chris's wife mm-hmm. i see her every day mm-hmm. i've traveled with her just the two of us and mm-hmm. she's probably one of my favorite travel mm. companions of all time i mean it's uh yeah you guys have you're you're alike in some ways and so right. different in others <laughs> right. but um yeah. uh yeah it, she, she makes talking and conversation very very easy yeah. um we can always talk about you which <laughs> yeah that sounds like fun <sighs> um, so yeah so we made it through everybody everybody yeah, yeah we're here to tell the tale. Um, and uh, Funny how, yes, there was alcohol there. Mm-hmm. Um, funny how it never, Mm-mm. that doesn't factor at all into um, how I digest mm-hmm. those situations, how mm-hmm. I anticipate them, how I deal with them when I'm there. And, I, you know, it's not like, yeah, after two and a half years. Yeah. But it just is, uh, I don't know. Never once um, was I even really conscious mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah, no. Um, it's interesting that you say that. Like somebody, somebody on Twitter the other day said, basically sobriety every day is a grind for the rest of your life. And I was just like, no, it's not. I I'm right with you. And. You know, that's maybe, you know, I get it. Everybody's story is their own story. But if that was my story, I don't know if I'd want to sell it that way to everybody else. Um, and the other thing is, maybe it is at whatever stage you're at. I don't know. But I I, I, I feel like there's some more to be learned mm-hmm. if it's feeling like it's a grind every day for the rest of your life because it's, it just, it isn't, and it doesn't have to be. Um, and I'm sure I, I, I think I believe that that's true for everyone. It does not have to be a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be just a state of being that you're very comfortable in. Yeah. And that's, that's the goal, right? Um, so it's gone beyond comfort. Right. I mean, for me, right. And I don't know if it's because, I've always kind of been a little bit of a contrarian and I like being an outlier and I like, um, uh, different, you know, standing apart from the crowd or the prevailing thought. So I don't know. I really, I've come to really enjoy, um, that difference. Um, 
from you know from groups of people mm-hmm. and, and thinking yeah. socially and professionally to be the guy that doesn't drink and mm-hmm. um, and on a personal level just I I uh, you know I don't know it's not a daily grind life has enough grinding Grinds, components exactly. of it uh, yeah. and substances were just you know really uh, exacerbating the whole thing but yeah yeah exactly they make it more of a grind and well, the other thing that's interesting that, that's happened to me is i feel like it's uh it's um I don't know, it's put me in a really interesting place since I've been doing all of this because, first of all, I've become much more aware of um, and embraced, like, in a very, you know, just, like I said, like a state of being. It's like who I am. I can't, I feel like, you know, it's it's as much me as, you know, I'm a brown dude. It's as much me as being a brown <laughs> dude, you know? Um, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And, like, recently... I almost, I almost, and it wasn't ready. I almost twelve step some dude mm-hmm. right in the face, <laughs> um, but which is when you take him to a meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. Or ultimately, oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, but and uh, he just, he just he wasn't he wasn't ready ultimately, but um, but uh, I was like I wouldn't have possibly conceived of that. It's it's like. You know, even three years ago, that I'm, I'd be a dude one comfortable saying, "Hey, let's go to a meeting with a bunch of people I don't know," mm-hmm. and two, not only that, that meeting will happen to be an AA meeting, which you know had been like four now, but I'm like, dude, if you want to go to a meeting, let's go. He's like, sure, and then you know, not quite ready, um, but uh, you know, well, I was ready. I was like dressed and ready, and like, let's do this, and uh, and then. And it's just interesting how it, when you're you're in this space, how I guess it's part of that attraction, not promotion sort of thing, but mm-hmm. which applies regardless of whether you're in a twelve step program or not. But if you're putting out that you're somebody that that understands, mm-hmm. you're going to attract people that need understanding, right? Yeah. And um, you know, Matt and I were talking about a person we both know independently who we just now realize we both know uh we both know yeah um reached out to me after two decades because he saw uh i'd been interviewed for an article in the fix and reached you know tracked me down on uh facebook and said hey is this the chris aguirre that blah 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 and i'm like well yeah it is like, hey i saw you an article in the fix i didn't know you were you know whatever and uh and so he's one of us and mm-hmm. so we're getting coffee on monday you know and it's just and then you know, and then i'm just story after story like this and it astounds me because it's all this is all in one week and uh you've had a week we just got i've had a week we just we had our uh we had to have our furnace replaced uh it went uh, shit the bed, and uh, and that's me being more PC because I was gonna say it went tits up, <laughs> but I didn't want to insult anyone, so I went with shit the it bed. Shit the tits. <laughs> that's a different show. That's the German version. Um, so, uh, and the the guy comes over, and uh, the, 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 anyway, the the owner comes over to assess the situation after his repairman it sort of um had talked to me about it and we get to talking and he says 
He's like, what do you do? And I tell him what I do. And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, know it well. He goes, my ex-wife was uh, an alcoholic. And he goes, I spent 15 years in Al-Anon. And this dude knew the program inside and out and everything wow. about it and wanted to talk about it. And, you know, just um, it was just really interesting because you, sometimes you don't expect. We, a lot of times I just don't expect everybody or anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> to like get it other than us. You know, when I'm, when I say us, I mean all of us listening and talking and, um, and then, you know, it's just like, bam, bam, bam. We're everybody is affected by this in one way or another. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody. And, yeah. you know, I, I've thought about this a lot. It seems to me, were these people always there? And is it just <laughs> exactly. a personal awareness that's mm-hmm. allowing some of these connections to kind of step into the light and some of these commonalities. I feel like there are more sober public figures right. that I admire, more yeah. authors and musicians, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then on on the personal side of things, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's overwhelming sometimes yeah. how everyone when they find out I'm sober, everyone has some connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, part of me thinks it might be the syndrome of uh, what, what it's, it's called the Bader-Meinhof syndrome. Oh um, yeah, which has nothing to do with Bader-Meinhof, but the guy who named it—that was the incidence in which it happened to him, where you hear about something that you hadn't heard before, or see something you hadn't seen before, and then all of a sudden you hear about it or see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And for him, in this case, it was the Bader-Meinhof, mm-hmm. um, which look it up. Or that's not what this show's about. Although that's two <laughs> German references in the past five minutes. Double um, the German. And, uh, but yeah, it's like when you become aware of something, all of a sudden you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like when you buy a red car and then all of a sudden you're like, damn it, everybody has a red car. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or a word that you hadn't previously exactly. noticed. And then it just seems like it's ubiquitous and it's, uh, you're hearing it on the radio, you're reading right. it. Um, that's how I feel with, with both people in sobriety and people affected by, um, those both active and yeah um, and living in recovery i think we're that means we're doing a good job of attraction yeah right i guess i don't you know and i don't know if if some of it is um on the part of people that you encounter their way to try to relate to it right oh yeah my my brother-in-law total you know but it doesn't seem like those kind of tossed off little Mm -hmm. connections it's like Mm -hmm. it's affected them in some way right um yeah, 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 exactly. And that it's 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 anybody that's I feel like genuinely has a story. It's going to be a deeper thing. Like this dude was like, you know, been in. I was in Al-Anon for fifteen years. I'm like, wow. Um, and you know, he had said the whole thing. The whole he, he was talking about how he always felt bad for the people that came into Al-Anon. It's like, how can I get them to change? And and he's like, that's not what it's about. It's about how do you get you to change, right? And mm-hmm. on, how do you get to, to the point where you can handle the alcoholic or addict in your life? But um, anyway, it's, so it's been, that was a fascinating week, just sort of all these different connections that I don't know. I mean, I feel like I spent, until I started doing this though, I feel like I spent, and these aren't people that, not, not one of, well, I guess the person that saw me in the Fix article was was one that I would have, wouldn't have found otherwise, but, um, these other two were just in living life. Um, yeah. And, uh, I feel like in the, 
15, 16 years prior to doing this, I didn't run into that all the time. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I feel the same way. And I don't know. That's why I wonder if it's just an awareness, yeah. if it is an awareness. Vader I, I, uh, it seems like you've been reconnecting with people, um, yeah. deliberately from your past of late, um, and, and from your present and accidentally. Yeah, deliberately and accidentally, past and present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a lot of reconnection, and maybe it's and a receptiveness to that reconnection. I think it is. Um, I think it's being happy with who I am, mm -hmm. or getting. Well, I should say because part of what being comfortable with who I am, mm -hmm. and it's it's maturing a bit. I think um, you know, if we count the last years that you know that that the old trope that you stop maturing when you your active addiction takes hold. So that means I lost uh, 13 years. So that means right about now I'm 43. Hmm. So yeah, I finally matured. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Got whatever. lost in the math. Me too. It there, doesn't matter. Um, the point is I, I think I finally am doing some catching up on on my maturity I mm -hmm. think, and, and being able to uh express uh you know make amends yeah again like there's some that were left hanging that amends that i had to make for behavior post uh sobriety mm. you know what i mean mm. um and when we talked about that last episode that i saw a friend i hadn't seen him forever that i had sort of i think treated poorly maybe uh Anyway, but yeah, I, 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 uh, so in the past week, let's see last Thursday and then yesterday morning, I reconnected with two people, okay. um, both of whom were colleagues of mine, uh, four years ago, almost four years to the day when I, uh, sort of self-destructed, mm. um, right. at, uh, at the agency where we mm -hmm. both worked and, and everything fell apart. It was mm -hmm. like the plug came out of the mm -hmm. bathtub and shit just started swirling down the drain. But um, You pooped in the tub? I did. I shit the tub, Chris, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, not proud, but it's a function of a healthy body. Uh, no, but in man, the, the anxiety in facing these people who, neither of whom had laid eyes on me since that time. Right. Um, and they'd heard things, you know, they're both in the, in the, Creative community they're in the biz they they had heard things and um had heard i was doing well and um but yeah it was it was intense uh, so yeah yesterday morning i sat down with this woman i hadn't seen in four years and uh and yeah she's got some stuff going on that i could help her with now hmm. but um she was telling me i don't remember anything about the months leading up to that kind of breakdown and she was telling me how I would tell her on an almost daily basis that I was close to burning out, wow. that like my self-destruction was in progress That's and amazing. happening. And, uh, uh, I don't know, just a lot of, a lot of, uh, insecurity. I was mm. really scared about it. I really felt this need to prove to them how right. well I'm doing. And, um, uh, but I got over that pretty quickly when That's I realized fine. that, you know, they just are, um, it, it you know, you look back through the lens mm -hmm. of it's, it's distorted with, with ego and with shame mm -hmm. and other things. And you think you were probably maybe, uh, not to diminish anything you did, but maybe worse than you were or, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
what I'm saying is what I felt wasn't, um, didn't, uh, I wasn't doing horrible things to everyone around me. You know, right. it was right. mostly self. Your, your sensation didn't match up with other people's reality of your behavior. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's when you were, when you were saying that maybe, yeah. And, and I, I get, and that's an anxiety thing. I mean, it's yeah. huge anxiety, right? It's yeah. like, you're just, you're, you're creating these drastically worse scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they went well. They Both went well. Uh, they went, yeah. And the, you, yeah, you were talking about one last week. Oh, not on the air though. It was after you were leaving. You were talking about you. Yeah. Seeing somebody that yeah. I, I think I know, right? Yeah. 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 Our little bro, bro uh, friend. Yeah, and the, bro. the other one was, uh, uh, a woman who I think you may know, but, uh, who I worked with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, she was like, we talked a lot in that last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I told her I was using and, uh, and everything was falling apart. And, um, anyway, it was, uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to look back at some of that stuff mm-hmm. when things are going well, you kind of want to mm-hmm. put your head down and keep right. moving forward. But, I feel like awareness of just how bad mm-hmm. it got. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. fundamental mm-hmm. principle of this whole deal is, um, we do not reject the past nor mm-hmm. wish to turn our back on it. Like they say in the book. Yeah. So, uh, is, is that what it says in the book? I don't know if it's in the book, but oh, it's, uh, should be frequently cited. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. We do not. Uh, yeah. That's interesting because, you know, so one of my, one of my least favorite, Instagram tropes over a square image of a sunset is don't judge me about my past. I don't live there anymore. Ooh. Or something like that. Or I changed oh. my address. <laughs> Return to sender. Don't judge me about my it past. Up. <laughs> what time is it? Um, yeah. Because I, I'm willing to, not, not maybe not judge, and I get it. I mean, I get the trope. I get that it helps some people and blah, 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 blah. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we talk about it. Like, I don't shy away from mine, but I will say there are time, there are things in my active past where all these years later, you know, 19 years now, I will have a visceral, like, body scrunching, cringe. Mm-hmm. I'm all like, oh my God, I did that. That's insane. I'll just be like, Ugh. but yeah, I mean, it can still just give me like, oh my God. Yeah. What yeah. a tool. <laughs> you know? Just that, like, yeah. oh, it's... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a physical. Yeah, it's, it may, it yeah, it makes me like, yeah, duck and dot like, Oy. um, yeah, that 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 makes good podcasting with us sort of. I know if you can only see dodging and bobbing yeah. and weaving, yeah, very convincing uh, all our um, juking. So hey, do we want to uh, see if uh, if uh, listener listener. Usually hey, it's a handful. Tonight it's just the one yeah. finger. Which is the one finger. <laughs> Our listener's giving us the finger. If you have any interest in calling in, you could hit me up on the chat that's available at Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com backslash since right now. There's a chat uh, function available there if you're not already there. And you can just uh, pop a chat up in there if you want to call in. If not, no worries. Um, we'll just keep talking. I don't know if we have any else specific or general uh, let's think no, what do we got no. well so uh 
this is interesting and just sharing i don't know it's not it's apropos of nothing but uh so i went to a meeting uh, mm, after mm-hmm. work on my way here tonight mm-hmm. and i uh i was thinking about why i went because the last handful of times i've gone um i uh again i credit 12-step recovery with a lot of uh what got me here but i th- i think i go out of a sense of it's what I feel like I should do, mm-hmm. but the reward of it, and it's partic- every meeting's different. Every, it's all very subjective and, and it varies wildly. But I just didn't get anything out of it. Interesting. Yeah. Did you and it, read? I, like I know I shouldn't even be saying that because yeah, no. I, all this ingrained, you know, dogma. Well, dogma, and you know, um, but man, it is. It's it's hard right now. And it's been hard for a while. Um, Did you happen to read? Um, I don't understand if you didn't. Oh, you're not on Facebook. No. I got to figure out a way to get, I guess, I think I'll need a news feed on the site so that some of the things I post on Facebook make it, well, they they usually make it into the newsletter, I guess is how I figure I get it to people that don't uh, go to Facebook. But um, this woman wrote, I don't know, Blank on her name for a minute. I'm trying to find it. But anyway, there's this woman, 27 years sober, all in the rooms, ha- just wrote this amazing piece. She's like, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm done with the rooms. She goes, it's scary and it's basically it's scary and it's sad, but I'm off on my own now. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't find, after all these years, it's gone. The 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 spark, the flame, it's for the love of the rooms. It's just left her, which is f- just amazing to me. And just such a, I mean, I think a phenomenally brave, in oh, many ways, yeah. um, piece to write. And if you, uh, I'm going to try to find it. Maybe I'll start a news, little news, just headline thing on the site. But uh, because it really is a terrific piece. And if you don't, you know, follow me or have, if you haven't seen it on your own on Twitter or Facebook, um, it's well worth reading. And it's not a, she doesn't um, dismiss the power and value of the rooms. She's just saying it doesn't have to be all rooms all the time forever. Yeah. For everyone. And, you know, of course, you know, there's going to be comments where like, all right, we'll see you back here in, you know, I could already weeks or I just when I utter, "Eh, I didn't don't feel like I got anything out of it. I could hear um, my parents both in recovery every Every guy in the room tonight, the every sponsor I've ever had being like, sounds like you need another meeting. Sounds like you're going to be living in a van down by the river. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, I got to find that. I'll, I'll share that. Anyway. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's an interesting thing. And I, you know, I feel that on the reg when I just say, yeah, you know, somebody that's been in the rooms and you go, yeah, well, I, I didn't go to A and they're like, then you're not sober. What? Yeah. Because yeah. they all talk like that. What, yeah. boy? You say what? Um, I will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for a fistful of surprise. <laughs> I, I, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I'm still obviously really conflicted about even saying it just because it goes against say it. the grain. But it, you know what? I blame my therapist for giving me permission hmm. a couple months ago. I was bemoaning 
this meeting and yeah. saying, you know, I just don't enjoy it. And he mm-hmm. said, don't go. Yeah. What's going to happen? Right. What's really going to happen? Do well, you not have the tools? Do you? There are a bunch of listeners that know what's going to happen. I know. It. I know. But um, going to be out there still in your body. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, n- neither of us remotely are disparaging the rooms. No, um, I'm, I'm a, like I said, without the rooms, I do not believe I would be uh, in recovery right now. But and, um, there are lots of rooms out there, too. Exactly. Um, well, and my instinct when somebody said, hey, I think I might be, was to say, hey, I'll go to a meeting with you. Absolutely. And, but And to be fair, I also said, or we could go to a smart recovery meeting. Hmm. said, but there's only one in St. Louis and it's hard to find. <laughs> so, the other one is right by my house. Um, you choose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are lots of options. And, you know, uh, somebody asked me, I don't think, I don't, somebody asked me the other day uh, about recovery resources in St. Louis for somebody that they knew. And there's mm-hmm. another incidence of this where it's all coming back that uh, knew they had an issue and was, request, was questioning it and what, what the resources were like in St. Louis. And I said, you know, basically the same thing, that, you know, you can find an AA meeting, you know, you throw a rock and find an AA meeting, mm-hmm. and, uh, or you can find this one <laughs> smart recovery <laughs> meeting. Um, <clears throat> I said, or, and this is, so there are so many resources now online, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, not that we're the only ones by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, we have people write us saying we are their program. Yeah. They li- they, they're either isolated. For, for one reason or another, they're, the rooms aren't an option for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they listen to the show and uh, provides them support and solace and, uh, you know, the fellowship, I guess, in a sense that they need or the understanding um and that you know and there are other shows there are other recovery shows that out there too if we're not your your flavor but there's definitely help in so many different ways to to sort of help even sounds like a weird thing there's definitely i guess support and insight and understanding of Mm -hmm. what you're going through yeah there's no shortage of it but i i don't know i there's this uh I have a hard time coming to grips with this need that we have as people in recovery to define what kind of person in recovery we are right. or to have a concrete stance yeah, sure. on everything. And I'm, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm not full of stances well, at this moment, equation. you know, no, no. But so much of it seems to be a, what side yeah. are you on kind of mm-hmm. oh, yeah. thing? Self, you know, how do you, how do you identify um, it's a black or white opinion on all these various things. And I guess, you know, um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of embracing the intensely personal side mm-hmm. of it. and uh, Just live um, it. Just living it, baby. Just riding a snake. Be about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Riding the snake. Mm-hmm. I think Matt just said riding the snake. Riding the snake. Um, is that, a, is that a good place to stop talking about riding the snake? <laughs> It's always a good All right. place. Um, got anything? Okay, listener, we're going to miss you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget it when uh, you didn't call us. And, you know, the rest of you hundreds 
ultimately thousands, thousand-ish, you know, for a good episode, you know, uh, that listen on delay, someday, tune in, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, you do the math, um, and listen to us live. And, you know, you can chat with us uh, through the chat uh, on Mixler.com backslash since right now. Uh, sometimes open up the Skype line, which is not video, it's just voice. And, um, and uh, yeah, you can be part of the show. We'd, we'd love it because we can't. Well, we, we can. The point is we can give everybody, get everybody on. And that's what we're trying to do with the live shows. So uh, try us out some night, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, the other thing is the one you're, if you don't want to hear us Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, you are going to want to tune in Wednesday, September 21st, 8 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Central, I think. Actually, it's, it's a, I think it's about a half hour later, but, but tune in early just in case I'm wrong I'm on my own show. Um, where we are turning over the pod waves to Claire Rudy Foster, author of I've Never Done This Before, the forthcoming mm-hmm. book from uh, The Recovery Revolution, uh, Clean and Sober Interventions, and Christy Coulter of massively viral fame for her piece, Anjoli, and just the two of them. You, you might hear uh, us me somebody up front just to introduce them and then at the end and we'll open up uh you know chat and phone lines but um yeah claire and christy takeover wednesday september 21st at 8 p.m same pod time same pod channel it's the claire and christy takeover so you will not want to miss that it'll be phenomenal taking the first taking the fellows out of fellowship that's right all ship yeah all ship Claire and Christy, all ship. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You won't believe this ship. All right. We're going to miss you. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I do.